Unshackled Liberty on Wheels. Unshackled Liberty on Wheels. <laughs> you low, baby. Hey, man, you how's low. your Columbus Day? Bro, my Columbus Day. Yeah, you know what I did? I got all sweaty at work today, like sweaty. Yeah, I'm a sweat like crazy sometimes. I had an extra shirt in my uh, in my desk, like desk cabinet, right? Like desk drawer um, that I've had for there for a while. And today, I actually came into work today, pulled open the drawer, and was like, "I'm gonna take this home. I don't need it." And then I went, and then I went to work, and I started hustling, bro, like, and then just pouring out sweat, cause it was raining, and then it wasn't. And what happens in Hawaii when when the rain stops? Oh, it gets nice and hot. It gets nice and muggy, right, and humid. Yeah. And so I'm just pouring out sweat, and then like right around lunchtime, I made it back to my desk, and you could see through my shirt I was sweating so bad. And uh, and so I was like, well, I guess this is why I have an extra shirt at work. So It's funny because you were going to bring it home, and then the day you thought about that is the day you needed it. Yep. Yep. That's how it works. So so tomorrow I will be bringing two shirts to work, the one I'm wearing and then the one extra one. So that's how my Columbus Day went, which I don't understand out here in Hawaii why we even bother with Columbus Day. I mean, Columbus Day was like, what what it was like, he, 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 Christopher Columbus discovered, with quotes, right, uh, the island of Hispaniola in the in the Caribbean, right, and yeah, what that what that is like Haiti and the Dominican Republic, right? That's like the island that splits Haiti and Dominican Republic, and uh, I think that's the island he found. But then, how do you discover something that's already got people on it? Like, how is that discover so, discover? So that's <laughs> yeah. So um. So first of all, if we rolled up on a on a new place, like let's say we we got lost on a boat and we found this new place, and we're like, man, we discovered this, and we get on there, and we, d- we realize there's like indigenous people occupying the place, and we're like, well, I claim this here land is my own now because we found it, and I could just and imagine like, <laughs> and we plant we plant the flag in the ground and, and we call it New Unshackled Libertopia, or something like that. Yeah, and then we and then we and then we catch air. air <laughs> And then we catch arrows to the dome, and 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 we 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 end up on a gyro or something. <laughs> Dude, didn't that happen recently with um the the North Sentinel Island? Do you remember that? Was it North so Sentinel that, Island? So that guy, that that Christian guy, right? Yeah, he was, he was a guy trying to go. Like, yeah, in India. So India's got like sovereignty over this island, right? And. And uh, but even then they don't go on there. They're like, forget it, dude. We're never going there. It's like it's stupid. We'll never go there. And uh, and they've always told everybody, it's just illegal. Just don't go. It's not a good idea. They'll kill you. And yeah. everybody that's ever tried to visit there has been has been, you know, relegated to the past tense. Right? They've been killed. Yeah, you know what? I think and, it's uh, odd. So, it's like, uh, well, the the wh- whoever those people are that are on that island. And they're going to kill any outsiders. I get it. But it's like, if it's really a problem, then why don't they send their armies to go take it over if they want the land so bad or something? You know what I mean? Like, well, see, but like nobody wants the land, right? It's not like it's like like strategic or anything like that that I, that anybody yeah. knows of. It's you know, the human the human curiosity is like, let's go talk to some people that we've never met before, right? And everybody yeah, that's so, tried to do that has just been killed. And um, yeah, yeah, they don't. I guess that it guy, goes back. They had some problems with like some diseases a while, like like early on. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I remember reading something about that, uh, and that's another reason why I pissed them off, and they didn't want outsiders because it's like, hey, the last time we opened our hands to you, 
you come here and yeah. you make us all sick. So we obviously yeah. don't want you here. And we're going to kill you. <laughs> they got the smallpox or they got the plague or whatever else. Like, you know, cause we're, you know, we're a, as a, as a, as a people, as like a, the, the, the human race necessarily, we're like a, a survival story. Right. And, yeah. and, you know, through wars and conquests and then of course disease, right. Those who are left have been, uh, you know, their immune system has been strengthened, right? And those who have been isolated, their immune system doesn't have, just doesn't have what it takes to survive, you know? And that's the story of the Western contact, uh, you know, uh, like, uh, you know, the, the American, uh, the first the first nation people, right? The Native Americans, American yeah. Indians, right? Um, Europeans brought their nasty germs over and uh you know wiped out a lot of people and then you cut you know same story in hawaii did the same thing westward expansion out to hawaii and yeah that's uh kind of the those Could who are left not? have earned it with their with their immune system it's kind of a yeah. kind of a cruddy way of looking at it but yeah could you imagine those first uh the native americans like whenever they you know basically allowed the uh, europeans to come over and settle and they're like look they made these little huts and they're they're like dumping their waste over out of their hut onto the ground. And I can just imagine the Native Americans thinking, man, you know, the, the water water source is right down there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How do you think, um, so so something funny happened today. And it's not funny, but it is funny. And I'll go ahead and explain it to you. I was kind of going rapping back and forth with uh, Madam Gumbo about, you know, what do you think people, because I was joking and I said, happy Columbus Day. And she's like, is that what you guys say over here? And I was like, no, I mean, you say it's Columbus Day, but you don't say happy Columbus Day. I don't really know anybody that celebrates it other than those that get a day off. But she's like, yeah. you know, do you think that the Native Americans are upset about it? And I was like, I'm sure that there are some, but I, I don't think a lot of them care because that was a long time ago. And it, I mean, it doesn't have a lot to do with us now. But um, she's yeah. like, you know, who's it? she was like, you know, who is going to be mad about it? And I was like, who? she's like other people and I, I knew what she was getting at and i was like oh you mean like white liberals they're gonna be more pissed off about it than anybody <laughs> else <laughs> yeah you're right <laughs> the white yeah but, the white liberals yeah, well, are the most but, but what are the most saying? offended by yeah. this yeah. yeah yeah the most offended people ever yeah it's like a contest to see who can be most offended what's that redhead comedian guy's name huh uh, you know, I'm talking about the guy with the long hair and he has the, uh, I see a couple of YouTube videos of him. It's like, he did a thing where, uh, teaching you how to be offended, you know? Oh yeah. I, th I, I can find his name real quick. Hang on. Yeah. He is funny though. But I was going to, I was, I was going to tell you and my, and my best Bill Burr laugh after that joke, <laughs> you know, cause, cause that's hilarious, man. <laughs> yeah. Those guys, that's so funny, man. Um, but it's like a contest now, right? To see if you get more, more offended. Yeah, but it is silly to celebrate, you know, a guy who 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 discovered something that was already, you know, it's like walking next door, you know, and then discovering your neighbor's house. You know, it's like no, 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 no. Yeah. no I'm already, I'm already living here, bro. You know, this is mine. You know. Yeah. And man, that was a um... point. That, that was a point of the conference when we had um, it's interesting when we had uh, Derek and Jeremiah on to, to, to have that discussion about bottom unity and we went yeah, into property, yeah. we went into property rights. And I asked the question point blank, like um, 
because I think it's a legitimate question that needs to be asked in the libertarian sphere of of philosophy, where you're talk, where you know property rights are so important to libertarian philosophy. Uh, how far does that go back? You know, and, yeah, and dude, that's, that's a that's, that's a hard kind of question. The, that's the biggest argument in my mind of the whole thing is is uh, you know obviously we we now have you know county recorders and property uh, has has been passed down from generation to generation, bought and sold multiple times, and so it's a pretty clean line uh, currently of who owns what on average. Who owns yeah. what property? Because, you know, you have some disputed power properties left and right. Or, or you have, like, uh, you know, somebody dies and their will isn't exactly clear on who gets what. So there's going to be some, you know, arbitration that, that goes into that, right? Um, but that's all part of the current system of uh, governance, right? And then so if you're an anarchist or a voluntarist and you question the legitimacy of the state, you must also then question the legitimacy of the system of buying and selling real property. And uh, I think also, also considering that so much of this, you know, maybe Hawaii is a little bit different. It's got they have the different they use land a little bit differently, but um, so much of the continental U.S was very nomadic right and maybe not like sweeping nomadic but like they they moved around uh you know the the first nations people they moved around from different hunting grounds and and uh gathering grounds and then of course there were some that were you know um you know agricultural and so they had their different farming areas that that, that were good in different yeah. parts of the year uh and so they did they moved around so they didn't really claim the land necessarily but they used it and they felt like the land was, they felt like they couldn't, in their eyes, in their mind, they couldn't claim land. You couldn't own land because land in a lot, and I, this is a gross generalization because there's so many different nations of, of people with the, you know, with the, 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 the Native American population. Um, yeah. They all, you know, there's so many different ways of looking at it, but in gross general terms, um, a lot of them didn't believe you could even own land, Right. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't even know that that can be answered because you can go so far back of of written record. But then before that, you have to rely on the it it literally goes back to stories passed down by word of mouth, you know, so there's no way to really, really, really answer it. So, I mean, (laughs) and they had landmarks and they had, you know, they had sacred places and they were they had markings that denoted, you know, where this where this nation ended and that nation began. Right. Like. Uh, you know, they had definitely had territories that was like, um, you know, of tribal territories and na- and nation territories, right? But uh, they just had. Uh, do you do you a think way that, of looking at property? You know, so do you think so that, Go ahead. I was going to say, do you think that those uh, those uh, indigenous people to that island in India or off the coast of India, whatever, where wherever it is, I forgot yeah. the name. Do you think that they were the in violation Cent- of the North Nat- Sentinel Island? Okay. Do you well, think I that think- they were in violation of anything because you got an outsider coming to try to spread his religion to you because he's yeah. convicted of that, but then he gets murdered? Do you think they understand so, the Nat? Well, does it matter that they do or don't? So I would say it was a violation of the Nat. Um, okay. But uh, it does. So, but that's. When, when you talk to somebody about the non aggression principle, first you have to 
it's some debate on whether or not somebody believes the non-aggression. You know, even in libertarian circles, you have people that think the, the non-aggression principle is a joke, right? Um, yeah, okay, and, okay. And, and I think a lot of times, you know, and it's no secret, right? Libertarians can barely agree on anything, right? Um, so, and that's part of what makes it fun. But, uh, you know, True. <laughs> uh, some of that comes down to whether or not they have the same definition of what aggression is, right? Most of the time, when you disagree, that what I found, when you disagree with other people about uh, what seems to be a simple, a simple uh, principle like non-aggression, most people can agree that aggression is bad, right? Uh, when you explain that aggression from the perspective of, um, like, like coercive violence, right, or the yeah. threat of coercive violence, right, like that's, like defense, defensive violence is moral. Right. If you are defending yourself or other people, it is moral. Right. Uh, that's not aggression. Right. That's defense. You know, that's yeah. not that's that's not aggression. So um, a lot of times you have to make that clarification. And so but I don't think the North Sentinelese people understand what the non-aggression principle is. But from what I understand of the situation, yeah, it it was it would it would be considered a violation of the now. What yeah. what what, yeah. what if you take on the perspective that they are defending themselves from outsiders because those outsiders previously made them sick, so they're defending their their existence. So it's in favor of the nap, right? Well, I mean, they killed the guy. <laughs> well, but but he, he could have been sick and could have killed much, many more of them for all they know. Maybe they were on the defense, right? So I mean, yeah. Maybe, yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. I hadn't considered it from that perspective, but uh, I don't know. It's interesting. That's something. That's something to think a little bit more about. That's for sure. Yeah, I don't know the answer. So we lost a um, we lost a, a hardcore rocker almost a week ago, man. Did you hear about that? Oh yeah. Well, I think I heard something about what Eddie Van Halen, right? But I. You know, I, uh, you know, some of those guys, I don't, I don't know why. How did he die? What did he die from? Uh, I think cancer. He was 65. He died of, uh, I, I want to say they said it was throat cancer, you know. And the reason I bring it up is because um, that dude changed the face of music. I mean, with his, with his, with his crazy uh, antics and guitar playing and all the, the crazy tapping and soloing that he did, like that. That blew people's minds. You know what I mean? How so? So I'm not a musician, right? You're you're the musician of the of the of the show. How, how, explain that to me. I don't. It was just his techniques and his style. It was like it wasn't in the mainstream. I mean, I'm sure there was others that were doing it, but not like him, and not on the the, the world stage. Like being like a arena rocker, and he he just yeah. kind of blew the doors off of rock and roll at the time. And and it was kind of, it was before my time. Like I, I never got into Van Halen. I remember early, early on seeing the videos and thinking, huh. But I was like into grunge and alternative and punk rock and stuff. But whenever I first really got into music, but I remember him being around and I, and I know that his style just changed the landscape because everybody was trying to do their solos. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I Would think every consider- guitar... Go ahead. What? Would you can would you consider him a top five guitarist of all time? Oh god, man, I don't even know. I, mean, he, I know he's up there, but like top five, I mean, I don't even. I know he's in the upper 
He's in the upper. I guess it depends on who you talk to. I don't know. He's in the top 100. Let's put it that way. Okay, fair. And there's so many different, like, I guess that's not fair to say because, you know, a guy that's playing, like, the flamenco guitar can really move his fingers, but that's not the kind of stuff that we're, you know, we're talking about here, right? So Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I used to get in arguments with a, a buddy of mine about, like, who was a better guitar player, John Frusciante from the Chili Peppers or, or the, dude, the dude from Metallica. And I was like, obviously, it's the guy from Metallica. And he's like, oh, wait a second, good sir. Uh, who's the more passionate player? Not technical. And I was like, I guess John Frusciante. So... So there you go. I mean, who knows? Oh. Anyway, that, yeah. So, I tell so you what, what did he do that was? Yeah, that was nuts. I, uh, I, I never, uh, I never considered Eddie Van Halen like to be. You know, I'm not a musician, so my my guitar interests are like very limited. I couldn't. I yeah, could well, tell you like I, well, I like Slash. Let's, let's just say, yeah. Let's just say <laughs> Eddie, ben, Eddie Eddie Van Halen was in violation of the nap in his day because he was murking fools aggressively with his with his crazy <laughs> fretboard tapping okay <laughs> okay all right fair enough no i just wanted to bring that up because I, I can't believe i didn't bring it up before because he was a a, a rock icon that uh that that many rock and rollers will miss that's for sure that's a bummer man you know, yeah well, i mean it happens we're all gonna die so yeah. at least he did a whole lot of stuff with his life Ho- hopefully uh you know hopefully he's in a good place yeah, I I hope so. I hope so. I don't know, man. I I uh I I don't get too wrapped up with the, with when famous people kick the bucket. I try not to anyway. Which isn't yeah. Which isn't which isn't right, I guess. But I mean. Well, I mean, it, I mean, who, I mean, they're famous. I mean, what we do, you know, like who, yeah. who who's who's going to matter to you more? Somebody that you know and love that dies, or somebody that you listen to their music? Both might have an yeah. impact, but I mean, it's just like. It's like I remember when I was a kid and Kurt Cobain died. I was like, I was heartbroken, and I didn't even get into so, Nirvana until after he passed so, away. So, <laughs> yeah, early early abolitionist was big. So, like when I was in high school, dude, I, I you know I graduated high school in '96, right? And uh, so you couldn't tell me that I wasn't Eddie Vedder, man. You couldn't. I didn't believe <laughs> you. I, you know, and and that was big for us when when uh, you know the '92, '93, '94, '95, '96 time frame, right? Like you had a lot of like, I jumped right off of the hardcore gangster rap roll right in, right into alternative and yeah. grunge music, right? Because <laughs> I was so stupid. Dude, but, no, uh, but that's it was good, good stuff, dude. Yeah. It's better than the rap nowadays, that's for sure. Yeah, you're right. And because uh, I was down, I loved NWA, loved those guys. But uh, when uh, you know Lily Lily White Lily White boy from suburbia just straight out of Compton, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid but then but then uh grunge came in and i was like dude this music speaks to me and you couldn't tell me i wasn't i just in in california in august it's 120 degrees outside and i got blue jeans on that are like ripped i got the flannel shirt and you know flannel's hot right i got the i got the the wool like the the stocking cap like it's snowing outside right and you just love that look yeah yeah i am i was i was like i'm in sacramento it's hot as heck dude and and I, you would think that it was wintertime in Seattle by the way I was dressed, dude. And and you couldn't yeah. tell me otherwise. And uh, yeah. And then I and then I, I could grow facial hair pretty 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 regularly pretty early on. So I dyed my hair dyed my beard blue like the guy like uh, who was that <laughs> from uh, Stone Temple Pilots right had the yeah. blue was it or was it pink? Anyway, I wasn't but doing. He probably so cycled through blue, a few times. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and um, that drove my dad nuts, dude. It drove. I, I'm poor dad. You yeah, know. I I was like the only one of the only kids in my school with long hair, and I had like hair down to my to my chest, and and uh, there was only a handful of us that were skateboarder, metalhead, punk yeah. rockers, and I was like the only idiot out there skateboarding with. A, a thermal shirt on with an Allison Shane yeah. shirt over it with, with like yeah. with some corduroy jinkos. <laughs> Pouring sweat, dude. Pouring yeah. sweat. Just like, because it's so hot. And I imagine like you, they got Southwest Louisiana, same thing, probably like worse because of oh, humidity, yeah. right? But uh, but like just pouring sweat and just thinking that. And then, of course, you know, uh, Kurt Cobain paints the, paints the, uh, the hotel room wall with his brains. And, yeah. and I just, and it was like, what? why i didn't understand why that one did get to me but i was a kid right but i was like yeah this guy had and this is when i first kind of got the glimpse that maybe maybe all that fame and fortune and having everybody know who you are and 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 maybe that's like empty right and it's for the birds man it's for the birds bro and that's one of the you know one of the things that started like thinking about what's really important in life and and it ain't that apparently, because if a guy can yeah. be, if you can be the lead singer of Nirvana, one of the, you know, I, I don't care what anybody says, "Smells Like Teen Spirit" is the anthem of our generation. And uh, yeah. It, yeah, if you, you know, you know, if somebody's gonna argue, but okay, fine. But the, he, that's the guy, you know. And if he's gonna eat a shotgun slug, you know, well, there's something wrong with fame. It's not healthy. So I yeah, and there's, there's a lot of controversy around all that, too. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. yeah. Like, here's what's crazy. Even now, almost 2021, you can still sense and see the impact that that band made in the world. Oh, yeah. At least the no, world no. of music. They, I no, mean, no, he was, no. and they, yeah. they were like like garage rockers that wouldn't – they weren't supposed to be in that position, but they got no. propped up for whoever heard the right thing or they signed a deal or something happened, and they was just, like, propelled. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, to look at Dave Grohl now, the the drummer yeah. from Nirvana. Look at the success he's had with Foo Fighters, man, and all the side yeah. projects he's done. It's insane. The dude's a genius. He is brilliant. And these guys, they just kind of, and like, there's so many good bands from that time. And I, I mean, we started talking about Eddie Van Halen, who was decisively, you know, a, a little bit earlier than, than those guys. But, but the influence that he had also, I imagine, and I'm not a musician, right? I told you that before. So, but, you know, music is like a constant evolution of ideas and, and, uh, you know, technique and sound and just the different ways mm -hmm. of doing some of the same thing. You know, it's, it's, you're playing a guitar, like several million different people before you have played the guitar, but, but this guy's doing it just a little bit differently and he's making it do something that nobody else has ever done. And then At the right time, kid, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And there's some kid going, man, I want to try that. And then you branch off this whole thing, this whole different kind of music that like, you know, this whole different genre. So yeah, I get it, man. I get, I get the significance of one guy and his guitar and how that can change the face of music. Not saying that yeah. I don't know. I don't know the pedigree of Eddie Van Halen, what happened. I don't know how much he had to do with the grunge movement, but just like, you know, I can understand, I can appreciate somebody who, who can appreciate that. Right. Is all. Yeah. Well, I think, I think like the grunge movement and the alternative music was in opposition to the that sort of uh, arena yeah. rock, but yeah, but he still influenced band. that reaction. <laughs> Bands big, like him, big, them, yeah, latex and spandex and yeah. ratted hair and <laughs> fireworks and you know, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, man, I think that's uh, 
That's that's I'm yeah I'm, I'm glad we had an opportunity to talk about that because I do I think about that all the time. Sometimes I'll go down the YouTube rabbit hole with my kids, and I'll just start it off with with smells like Teen Spirit, and then we'll, uh, <laughs> you just go right, <laughs> and then we just go and just see what see what ne- the next music video that comes up after that, the next one that comes after that. And not so much because I want my kids to get into that music, because so much of that music is trash, right? We've talked about this before. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, the, the music, the music is really something, but the lyrics are garbage, right? Like, in, and yeah. uh, you hear some of the lyrics without a music, without a music behind it, and and you're like, who would write something so dumb, Yeah. you know? Um, and I, that's not fair to say, because I'm not creative at all, so that's coming from a guy that's not not, not that... I'm oh, not come creative on, that, man. You're, yeah. you're more creative than you give yourself credit for. Come on, dude. Yeah, but I'm not creative like that, right? Okay. And, uh, and so so maybe it comes in a way like I'm just not... I don't fully understand it. But, like, I just want my kids to realize what music sounds like. Because to yeah. today, and here I sound like an old man, today, these kids don't have music. They don't have not in the way. There's no. I couldn't name a band that is that is of of any value in in my kids' uh, you know, musical interests. You know. I, I understand what you're saying, and I agree with you for the most part. But again, we're not their age. But I yeah. guess the music does seem to degenerate as time goes on, right? <laughs> oh yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. Or well, at least the mainstream stuff. What what's considered? What's what's propped up to be? Like the the lit stuff, the cool stuff on the on the scene. You know what I mean? Well, my kids. I mean, my daughters. My son's. He, my son. He's nine, right? What does he know? He doesn't know anything. But uh, my daughters agree with me when when we do that stuff. They're like, yeah, yeah, dad, your music was was way way better than what we got today. And uh, well, they, yeah, yeah, it's just this. I mean, I I obviously I, I say over and over again. At least in music, nothing good happened after September 11th. You know. And I guess that shows in September 11, 2001, right? Like, you know, yeah. the whole, that's like a symbolic shift in our culture. And, uh, and I mean, aside from like, you know, I shouldn't, nothing good. That's a powerful statement. Nothing good happened after September 11, 2001. That's, that's Wait, not hey man, true. The, yeah, the ULO true. crowd smells what you're stepping in, homie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just, and with the music, I just look at that and I go, anything after September 11, 2001 has been trash. Dude, yeah. I stopped at I stopped at ninety six. <laughs> yeah, well, though, but see, and I was, yeah, I was being generous. Well, so you know what's funny is like, I went on deployment when I was in the Navy. I went, I left on deployment in November of nineteen ninety eight, and this was before the internet was really big. Like, you you had the internet, but you didn't have like you didn't have it on ships at sea, right? Yeah, like oh, if there and was, it was nothing inter- like it is now. Yeah, and if there was internet on ships at sea, it was like limited to like the communications uh you know people right your average your average wrench turning monkey down in the engine room like me and you we didn't have mm-hmm. access to it right um and so the communications guys did but uh when when you you i let that was an interesting social experiment for me because in in november 1998 up in bremerton washington when i left for deployment what was cool at the time was like still like alternative music. The grunge scene was still kind of a thing. And I was up in Washington. So it was kind of like, no, oh, you, you were right, right there. there. Yeah. 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 Right. yeah. And then I came back in May of 1999, six months later. And you know, what was, you know, what was on the radio? What was it? House techno music. And then you, right? <laughs> you, you went through a, and a, I'm like, a, I came a portal, back going, man. 
what? Yeah. I was like, is is like, because it was instant for me, right? Because we didn't have any of this on the ship that I was on because we were still listening to the old stuff, you know, old, whatever, 1998 style music. And then like instantly we get back into, into the, into the States and turn the radio on and we're and the, the stations that were playing grunge music, and alternative rock. playing house techno music and i'm like what kind Pretty of crazy yeah. world am i in now and it took me a long time to to grasp that this is what was cool yeah yeah it was weird so what are you doing <laughs> Hey, everybody, thanks for listening to Unshackled Liberty. Now's the time where we have to pay some bills and, and, and I guess, what do, they, what do they say? Pay some bills, clean up shop. I don't know. What it, well, you just kind of... We Sweeper, just kinda, sweepers, man, your brooms. <laughs> we just kind of pimp all your stuff, right? So, like, yeah. so like if you wanted to, if you felt like you wanted to do this and you wanted to help us out financially, uh, we won't say no. Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash unshackled liberty where we have a patch club. I think it's $3 a month. And we'll send you our, our uh, send you our morale patch. It's like a Velcro patch you can put on your stuff. It's kind of dope. Um, if you like our dope. if you like our show logo, you're gonna like the the uh, the patch because that's what it looks like. And uh, and then of course you can also support us at Anchor.fm/UnshackledLiberty. That's uh, those are the guys that actually put together or distribute the uh, the podcast for us. But you know what's cool about Anchor. Um, nope, nope, no, nope, wrong one. Anchor.fm slash Unshackled Liberty. You can leave a message for us. Um, I kind of think that's a cool thing. You can go in there, you can leave us a voicemail. You should leave us some voicemail. Yeah. And if it's cool, we'll play it, man. I mean, if you're dropping F-bombs and you're like saying nasty stuff, we're just kind of like, thanks, but no thanks. But man, if it's... If we'll it's, laugh about it, but yeah, it yeah. we can't use it. Yeah, we'll we'll laugh between the two of us and, and whatnot. <laughs> but we're not gonna we're not gonna put it on the show. But man, if you leave us something funny, something stupid, something intellectual, right? I don't know. Yeah. Even something. Uh, leave us a message. Yeah, we'll hear we'll, from you. We'll, we'll Where drop are it. you? Yeah, who, who are, are you? you? Who are you? Yeah, yeah. And then of course, um, you've heard us do it before, and we're we're gonna keep doing it. If you guys are musicians and you want to send us an MP3 of some of your original work. Um, you can send it to unshackled.liberty at gmail.com. Yeah, and, uh, where's our bass players? Where's our guitars? Where's the keyboardist? Yeah, where's exactly. our flute players? Harps? Where's our, I want a jazz Bagpipes. Flute. Jazz, jazz flute. Flute, yeah. Piccolo even. It doesn't matter. Anything. We, we, we want to <laughs> provide a platform for you creative people to, to express yourself. Yeah, dude. If you guys play a mean ukulele, let's hear it. Let's hear it. So, so there's that. So you can send us that email. Uh, we'll play it. Um, so that's it, right? I think anything else we're missing. If you want to follow, if you if we want to follow you on Twitter, who who, who do we who do we follow there, Gumbo? I am at Crypto Gumbo on Twitter, and I am at Q underscore Abolitionist, and we have a show page at Unshackled underscore L, and we're most active on on Twitter. But uh, but you, I, I have a little Facebook page that I almost never use, and that's really just to distribute the. Uh, the, the show on Facebook but if you guys wanted to follow us we're most active on Twitter um, and we'd love we to we also chat. have a discord on Shepherd Liberty discord but uh, we still have to build upon it a little bit more but it's still there it's kind of like entry level guys you're dealing with I mean yeah we're, we're Gen Xers but we're kind of on the 
kind of on like uh, you know, we, we don't we don't understand a lot of that stuff, man. <laughs> I'm not, am I not allowed to say that? All right. I'm just joking, man. All right. So anyway, hey, thanks for your listenership, guys, and uh, we hope to hear from you. Mahalo. <laughs> <laughs>